Hi, I'm Louise Goffin, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with Andras Jones. Welcome to Radio 8-Ball. Give us a shake. We're live in the studio, tempting fate. Wherever you are, putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select with the help of our friend. Synchronicity, and now it's time for Radio 8-Ball. Give us a shake. It's the Radio 8-Ball Show. Welcome back to Radio 8-Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. And welcome to this New Year's Week episode of Radio 8 Ball. We come out with a daily dose of musical divination every day. That's what makes it daily. And for this episode, as with every episode, we're joined by uh, some amazing songwriter. And we have one of the uh, one of the very special ones here in studio today. She is Louise Goff, and welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Louise. Thank you. I've known you and been familiar with your music for quite a while, but you come through uh, the introduction of one Paul Zolo, who was our guest on the Tom Petty episode we did. That's right. And he was going to be here, but writing is a serious business. You go down many rabbit holes. I can imagine. Uh, But you have have a list of eight songs here, which are going to be the oracle fodder for our musical divinations. And would you mind playing a little bit of something while I read the eight songs that are on your list? Sure. New Year's Day, song number one. Song number two, Simple Life. Song number three, Let Me In Again. Song number four, Watching the Sky Turn Blue. Song number five, Here Where You Are Loved. Song number six, Paris, France. Song number seven, Revenge. And song number eight, Life Lessons. Those are the eight songs that are on Louise's list. That was Marshall joining in. I see a little bit of a musical, a little musical love affair beginning here. I see you guys making googly music eyes at each just other. Just started, just started. It's so nice, it's so nice. So, Louise, welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Now we've got the, the business out, out of the way, we're going to get into our musical divinations. You're kind of familiar with how this whole thing works, right? You've, I, I, I get the whole concept. Yeah, you're, uh, you're kind of into synchronicity. I am. That's great. Now, we're going to have many opportunities to explore synchronicity, and we're even going to have a question from you at the end of the show. In fact, uh, I need to get your envelope before the next divination so that we kind of have that uh, taken care of as far as part of the business. Uh, sorry, this is we, we are always doing these things on the fly. When you're doing Radio 8 Ball in the middle of a Mercury retrograde while they're trying to dismantle the Internet and electing pedophiles in Alabama, sometimes you can't get to every little detail. And so we're just trying we're just trying to hold it all together here. And if you followed the show, you know that my thing that I like to do at the beginning of the show, I I say that what I do is I uh, I just drive the show into the ditch to start things off. And 
I thought that maybe that was just my nerves when I first started doing this, but now I've realized that almost every time I drive the show into the ditch and bring up some uncomfortable conversation that nobody wants to talk about, it ends up being the conversation that we're having in the news about the time that it comes out. If you go back and look at these, that's just the way it's turned out. Now, I tell you, if you don't like this part of the show, it's always going to be just the first question where I do the ditch driving question. And then you can tune in and like listen to the rest of them because they're all really going to be great questions from everyone else. My question is about something that everyone loves talking about. It's because, uh, you know, it's today we're recording this on the first day or the night before the, the first day of Hanukkah. And this is going to be coming out. Uh, about three days after the out of after the the Xmas holiday, so that's in my mind. And then we just had, if, if you were following the news today, we just had Roy Moore's wife come out and brag about her Jewish lawyer, which is kind of a kind of a weird thing. Everyone sort of recognizes that that's kind of a weird thing. And uh, and there was one other. Oh, and of course, you may not know this about me, Carol, because my uh, Carol, did I do that to you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So let me see. So this this begins the ditch driving. I'm when you avoid trying to talk about something. The last show we did, we had Anara George on, and I fawned over her and her her origins. And then I listened to it, and I was like, I hate that. I'm not going to do that at all with Louise Goffin. I am not going to do that. I'm not. Gonna, and you know, whatever you when you go into a situation thinking I'm not going to do that, then you do that. So people, if you if you don't know this, Louise has some famous parents. You probably know them. They wrote some of the greatest songs in the world. And now I'm not going to talk about it anymore unless you want to talk about that. Because I did that, I said, on that last episode, and I didn't want to do that anymore. But what I, what I was going to say that you don't know about me, because my last name's Jones and I don't look like it, is that I'm, I'm Jewish and I am obsessed with anti-Semitism, uh, with the workings of anti-Semitism. Everywhere I go, because I'm Jewish, I bring an awareness of anti-Semitism to the situation. So I woke up this morning, Hanukkah Eve... Knowing this is coming out in New Year's, after, I mean, coming out right after Christmas, got these people, this very blatant example of how people derail conversations about anti-Semitism with Roy Marr's wife saying, well, I have a friend who's a Jew, so I can't possibly be anti-Semitic. And it made me think of the different ways that people derail uh, that conversation, because I have found that there's never a good time to talk about anti-Semitism, except on your own podcast <laughs> so um if there isn't if with all of this stuff in the air it isn't the good time then i have to wonder what is and that actually is going to get to my question is like when is the appropriate time to discuss anti-semitism because every time i bring it up i encounter certain dynamics of people trying to derail it either by saying oh my god you're crazy and paranoid and shut up about it uh, and how could I, I? How could this possibly? How could I possibly be anti-Semitic? I have a Jewish lawyer, or I used to date a Jewish person. I broke up with him. I don't like them. In fact, we don't talk anymore. But I can't possibly. Uh, there can't be any anti-Semitism here because of these things that don't relate to it at all. Or they might say another way that pe- that I find that people derail it is say, well, that is just yes, anti-Semitism exists, but it's certainly not as important as any other as. So whatever my issue is or whatever someone they, it's pales in comparison and in some ways it does I mean you don't Black Lives Matter shouldn't take a sec, shouldn't take the back seat to a conversation about anti-Semitism but maybe they can ride in the same car is what I think 
and then there's the third way, which is the the most the Trump card <laughs> that always will derail a conversation about anti-Semitism. Just bring up Israel, even though it may not have anything to do with the conversation. Someone brings it up, and then you have to get into these muddy waters of a con- the dealings of a country that none of us have a vote or a say in, and it gets very complicated and murky. So. All of these things are things that come up whenever I want to talk about anti-Semitism, especially if it's in the room. So I've never, even though I encounter it in little ways all the time, I've never found a situation where people are like, you know what? Yes, today is the day that we're going to unpack this. And so uh, so that's so that's my my question is really is when is the right time to talk about anti-Semitism? And... (laughs) Consider you, you're. I'm Lu- thinking. Uh, Louise- do any of my songs address this? Oh, country? that's what's great. I, I'm sure you don't. I'm sure they don't, and I'm sure they do. But I just love you. You've got that. You've just driven the show into the ditch. Look, and I love it. Now this is where we're going to find. We're going to mine some really exciting territory. But now to engage the pop oracle on this wonderfully difficult <clears throat> New Year's show question, I am now going to spin the wheel of eight. Na, 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 we love And it's song number one, New Year's Day. Just That's that. awesome. <laughs> All right. I wanted to say some of my, some of my best genes are Jews. <laughs> Spelled with a G. Yes. <laughs> okay. Everybody makes a dream this time of year From now on gonna be good for you All your friends and family Gather round in peace and harmony It's a time to remember your blessings It's a time to remember your goals Could be the time of your life. Everything's gonna work out all right. It'll be okay in every way, making it better. It's New Year's Day. Should all friends be for God? Keep everything they gave you. And though they may seem so far away, you walk with them each and every day. And I know sometimes the road isn't easy. And we've said some things wished we'd never said. Once a few rounds you've loved and lost You pick yourself up and take a chance again And it could be the time of your life Everything's gonna work out all right
right It'll be okay In every way making it better It's New Year's Day Countdown's done And we're swaying along with the band Just one more dance May all your dreams come true It could be the time of your life Everything's gonna work out alright It'll be okay in every way making it better It's New Year's Day It's New Year's And that was New Year's Day from Louise Goffin. The answer to my question, when is the correct time to talk about anti-Semitism? The right time, the appropriate time. And uh, I have some ideas, but uh, Louise, you want to give, give me a little background on that song? And if you have any ideas. About how of the interpretation? Of... Well, no, just like where it comes from. Like where did you, what, what, what inspired that song? Uh, I I was producing a holiday-themed record for my mother, Carol, the name you called me. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to be kicking my... Uh, <laughs> no, no. It's... It'll be bugging me you much must... longer than it'll be bugging you. you. Know, <laughs> no, don't beat yourself up. No, you were probably picking up on that. But, uh, you know, we didn't want to make an Xmas only record and you know a lot of very cheesy about the seasonal songs because so many of them have been done so many times times before but i did know that there was quite a shortage of repertoire for new year's day i mean there's even a couple of new year's eve songs and there's still only a couple but there was not a whole lot to choose from so all along the record when we were recording somewhere in the back of my head i thought if I don't find anything good enough, I'm going to have to write one. And sure enough, I found myself in England. I was in London, and I was going to write with my old friend Guy Chambers, who's a record producer and songwriter extraordinaire. Um, he's known a lot for working with Robbie Williams, and wonderful Robbie Williams. And I came over, and I said, you know what? I'm actually making this record, and I... I I want to write a New Year's song. And so he sat down at the piano and we started looking for something kind of chimey, which was that da, 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 which was on the piano. And this lyric kind of fell out as if I'd been writing it the whole time I was making the record. You know, there wasn't really a lot of... It was almost pre-edited when I was started writing things down. Right. Uh, and then my mother recorded it. I mean, I produced her recording it, and she learned it on piano, and it really sounded like something she would have written. So it was a, a beautiful closer on the record. And then how it ended up that I did the song is I was on KCSN once, 
And um, it was Jim Nelson, and he said, yeah, come on down, play some songs. And I thought, I'd really like to play that song. Maybe it was around the holidays. And he told me they didn't have a piano. I was like, what kind of a radio station doesn't have a piano? <laughs> what kind of an anything doesn't have a piano? Half the venues you go to don't have pianos. Anyway, I thought, oh, I'm going to have to learn this on guitar. So I taught it to myself on guitar, and that's how I've been playing it since. And even though we actually have a piano here for you. Yeah. No, I don't even know how to play it on the piano anymore. I've been playing it this, this way for five years. Um, yeah, it's... And recently I've been in the studio a lot recording, you know, really a, a lot of repertoire with the wonderful Dave Way. Um, and we've had incredible bands of musicians in there, and this was one of the songs that we recorded, which is actually... Uh, which is actually coming out before this will air. It's coming out from this date um, in four days. What's the actual release date? December 15th. December 15th. Yeah. Cool. Well, this will be out about a couple weeks after. So yeah. you'll, by then you'll, you'll, you won't be able to get the first copy, but you can still get in. There'll probably still be a digital. few available. Yeah. It's digital. Yeah. And there's a video of, of, um, the band, my band that I was playing with, us rehearsing it at uh, the Terragram. Well, enough about you. Let's talk <laughs> about me and my question. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> um, I had a night. Well, I I thought it was actually, I, I thought it was very interesting because New Year's, first of all, uh, it's just so perfect. Such a perfect New Year's Day song. And I love that. It'll be okay in every way to make it better. That's such a great little hook. Um and what's troubling for me about it in terms of the question is which New Year's, right? Are, oh, as it, is it, it, it the Gregorian New Year's? Is it the Jewish New Year's? Is maybe it's a good time to talk about it on Chinese New Year's because get a you know get a, get out of the Western thing entirely. You know, you could you know there's uh, people who follow the thirteen moon calendar. The new their I don't New Year's think it's 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 not a, it's not a literal date calendar new year it's oh, a spiritual so, new year but then it feels like that it's like that thing in the in the future like at some at some perfect time in the future we can have it and actually what for me what it feels like is when we're able to have that when i feel like we're able to have that conversation it will be the beginning of a new year in thinking about things because i feel like if there's ever a conversation that you're not allowed to have it cheapens all the other ones it's like until we could talk about homophobia, until we could talk about homophobia, all of the other things like sexism was sort of the conversation about sexism was hampered. The conversation about racism was hampered. Every other conversation is hampered because everyone's walking around with a secret, with a thing that we can't talk about. And it feels like anti-Semitism is that conversation that we can never have. It's one of them. Yeah. I mean, it's the elephant in the room all the time yeah. of anything. There's always some elephant in the room, but... Sometimes you don't want to engage because, you you know, I mean, the thing is, are you going to enlighten a person by having a conversation with them and they're going to change their beliefs? I mean, often that well, doesn't happen. Well, I you know what I think? It's like for me, I know that like when people have had conversations with me about sexism, I'm glad to have those conversations. Like I don't want to I don't necessarily like being called a sexist. But if someone is there's a woman is like saying, oh, you know, when when you interrupt, when you talk over me. That feels like sexism to me, and I until I until someone tells me that 
I'm just thinking, well, that's just the way everyone at my dinner table talk. When I was a kid, everyone talks over each other. And at some point in my life, someone's pulled me aside and said, hey, you know, when you do that, you're not just being a guy at a table talking over your family. You're actually shutting me up in a way that makes me unable to have this conversation in this in a work setting. And so it is sexism. Even though you may not be a sexist, it's sexism. And when I was able to make that connection, it affects how I'm able to go into the world. And I feel like we're able to have these complex conversations about all of the, about uh, not all of us, but many of us are able to have these complex conversations about these other dynamics. But this one seems like every time it gets brought up, it doesn't, the conversation isn't allowed to be nuanced. In, yeah. In, yeah. And that's, and I'm crazy. Like, this is what I, this is, I guess, one of the things that I try and do. That's why I give myself the opportunity at the beginning of the show to to drive the show into a ditch because there are conversations that I want to have nuanced conversations about, and um, and I usually listen to them afterwards and think, God, why did I do that? That's bad show business. And then, but I'll tell you, when this comes out, I'm just I I don't want to jinx it or anything, but I this I am feeling that conversation is coming, the 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 nuanced conversation about anti semitism is coming along with all the rest of these conversations. Well, let's, in terms of the synchronicity, I mean, I haven't done this before, but in uh, answer to your question, yeah, the first line of the song is, everybody makes a dream this time of year. From now on, it's going to be good for you. Right. So I feel like the song is telling you, stay calm. You have a dream that the times will change, and this is your dream. And from now, it's going to be good for you. You're going to find it's a hopeful message that you'll find places and people where these conversations can occur. So mote it be. So mote it be. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Ball Show.